For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, we're here. What's up, guys? It's me. That's the other guy. We uh, we're sad or angry. I don't even know what kind of podcaster pregame showers we are today, but man, this this could have been and should have been a lot different show. Uh, my name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy over there is Brooke. Find him as Brooke Me Three. I already know how you're feeling, but uh, how you feeling today, bud? Uh, I've already gone through the range of emotions. Uh, <laughs> like twice, really, really really pissed off to just sad and staying up late and being sad about it and uh, thinking about what could have been and being sad and just being sad all together. I know. I saw your, your sad boy hour tweets. I was surprised to see you still up at one thirty. Then I was like, wait, it's a Saturday night. Remember when we used to be able to have fun and like live our lives on a Saturday? I remember that. Yeah. I was up to like three. I just kept going, kept going back through the game, kept watching highlights, kept, yeah. kept looking at who was out of position, kept looking at whose fault it was, all these things that I shouldn't have been doing that late at night in sad boy hours. Um, and then I woke up and then I laughed because I'm like, <laughs> isn't that just, isn't that just the most appropriate thing to happen? We yeah. talked about it a little bit. Everything that you could have predicted would happen in situations, it happened. You looked yeah. at it and you were like, oh, this is about to happen. And then it yeah. happened and you're just like, yeah, I saw that coming. And yeah. then to end on that note, um, it, it, was a, it was a strange night. And we've already talked about it. We're not going to talk too much about last night. We're going to stick on it for a minute. We want to give you guys a chance to just blast whoever you want to blast. Do whatever you want to do. And then we're going to move on. Just like the players have talked about all today. Time to move on. Yeah, exactly. So let's dig into a few of the comments here. Right off the bat, we got Spencer Macias uh, hanging out on Facebook and saying, go Dodgers. That's what we need. We need happiness. We need positive Christina on Facebook saying, let's go Dodgers. It's a new day. Let's get to work. And, and like you said, that's that's the general vibe that the uh, the team has going. Ryan Moore backing it up. Let's stay positive, guys. Forget about the la- uh, forget about last night. Understand we still have the better team and can win this thing, which I think is almost exactly what Will Smith said in his uh, – pregame interview today surely yeah. the dodgers have the better team uh it last night 
somebody did something to anger the baseball gods because just nothing, <clears throat> everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, and then it, it, it just had this glorious explosion of diarrhea in that final play, which was just like, man, that was, it was impressively bad. And, you know, I talked about it on my Twitter today where it's, I really do wish I wasn't a Dodger fan just so I could enjoy that final play because, like, for baseball, as a baseball fan, like, that that whole final sequence was just insane. And you got to feel good for this for this Spencer. What's his name? Uh, Brett Phillips kid. That, that kid, like, nobody. Shouldn't have even been there. And, um, you know, he was basically the towel boy on the team and then made the roster because of injuries and whatnot for this World Series. And, uh, you know what? Man, he was so he was so hyped, he was so pumped, he couldn't even breathe after the game. Like he literally had to go see a trainer just to 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 kind of bring himself back to earth. So great for baseball. Uh terrible for people like us that don the blue, done our lucky blue, uh whatever works. Remember, keep the rituals going, guys. Uh I loved our boy King Yellowman's comment here on YouTube uh pretty early in the in the stream here. How do you let Bias blow two leads in the same game? That's one of the things that I wanted to bring up to you. If you're talking about the worst things that happen, there's obviously a lot of really bad things that happen. But between the two, which is worse? Not are pulling Julio arguably too early or leaving Pedro in for way too long. Bringing Pedro in to begin with. That situation, <laughs> time and time again, for six years of Dodger baseball in the postseason, Pedro Baez has done exactly what he did last night. He sees runners, other people's runners on base, and he's like, ooh, I should let them score. So he did almost immediately. And, you know, Will Smith, I'm going to throw, or Will, I'm going to throw everybody under the bus. Smith today, you know, talked about uh, how... Pedro kind of was shaken off the changeup because he's in there. The changeup really is the neutralizer against left-handed batters, but he was feeling it on, on the fastball. So we'll let him go fastball, and Lyle cranked it, and uh, that was the first of, of uh, two leads he gave up, which is just um, pretty damn wild. But over the last two postseasons, Pedro Baez has allowed or has inherited six runners and all six have scored. I mean, if if this team is analytically driven and and you're looking at numbers, you're looking at statistics, does that number not pop out to you as like, hey, maybe this guy doesn't pass the sniff test here? And this I mean, is, you talk about the playoffs oof. being a different season entirely. Yeah. You, it doesn't matter what happened during the regular season. Like we've said this time and time again, you throw regular season numbers out the window when you get to the playoffs. If you're on the roster and you made the roster, this is a new season for you. It's a new chance for you to start over. Most guys who have really, really good postseasons a lot of times don't have the best regular seasons. Mm -hmm. Derek Jeter was a guy who was built on October. He didn't do anything during the – he was a very average average player. And you can argue with me all you want on that, but Derek Jeter is an average player who made his name <laughs> playing for a big team, winning World Series with a really good team, and being really productive in October. So you got to look at that and say, you, you got to put those aside. I know the matchup for Pedro Baez it, on paper. You look at the changeup fading away from left-handed hitters, matches up perfect, matches up really well. 
You need a ground ball. You need a double play. You need that in that situation. Victor mm-hmm. Gonzalez is absolutely available and at one point was up and throwing. And I don't get that at all, considering he's a guy who gets more ground balls than anybody else on that entire team, with the exception of Blake Trinan. Yeah. There's just so many question marks that come along with it, man. Yeah, and then like you're saying about pulling Julio early, it's like I understand why, you know, he was starting to get rocked a little bit. He had given up back to back, you know, the, the homer and the single, both over hundred miles an hour. Um Yandy Diaz coming up and all that. I, I can understand that, but then everything, all the sequence just, just really uh, went bad there. And more with Baez and more with Roberts. There's a lot more on that. We don't need to dig into it. There's a, there's an article on our website about what Dave Roberts said, which also just kind of irks you. He did take ownership of the situation and, and Pedro coming back out. So, guys, check that out, DodgersNation.com. We'd appreciate it. Go ahead and leave your comments there, being angry or sad, and I will moderate them or we will moderate them accordingly. Um David K. Jones right here getting a little bit uh, back in the comments. Super frustrated. And, and, yeah, it was a mix of frustrated, anger, disbelief. And, I mean, you saw Dave's reaction. He he didn't even see the final play because he was like, okay, they tied it. We got this out at the plate because, you know, the dude fell down. Let me look at what I'm going to do next inning. Oh, the game's over. <laughs> That's basically what happened. I thought that was weird that he, he said that it happened. And that was like a... <laughs> a second and a half thing that had happened. So mm-hmm. like in that second and a half that he saw Randy fall down, he just looked down at his notebook, like, all right, next inning. Like, it, yeah, I, I kind of found that a little bit hard to believe. I think he was trying to cover his tracks on why he had that bad of a reaction to them. Yeah. That was a bad reaction from a manager. Like that's not a good look the yeah. way he reacted to that. Yeah. That was obviously you don't want to see him like smile on that play, but <laughs> the way he reacted was like, Oh, he's pissed. He yeah. is mad. Yeah. That so was... might've been a little bit of a way to, cover for himself a little bit i think and that's that's fine that's a good call there i mean it was straight human emotion and uh again that was my reaction except i didn't spit in my living room coward uh i got claire saying no hate tonight only love and i i will say we're not hating we're just questioning some of the decisions some people that that you know being uh for as much dave as dave tries to put these guys in positions to succeed you know you 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 see the numbers with Pedro, so you know that's not the spot for him. You, you see Kenley barely trying, you know, starting to come back. You see, and I don't want to get into Kenley really at all uh, or very much in this because I want to move forward. That's what we're trying to do. We got a game five. It's 2-2 series. That yesterday was yesterday, but um, understandably, you know, we got to get them hot takes in there. And uh, I lost my, my train of thought with that. But, yeah, just just – the decisions are wild, and 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 to have Kenley in there, um, barely having you know regaining the confidence. Maybe the confidence is up to like sixty three percent or something like that. And to throw him in there with uh, with you know, you're not too far off from the top of the order and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of well, only one run. There was a lot of oh no, why didn't he like start or leave Bruzdar out for another batter into that inning? He could have gotten the first two. Just let Kenley get one out. So, man. All right, guys, I got to stop right there and talk about my bookie. Between the NFL, college ball, MLB playoffs, a little of everything. There's no shortage of games to watch nowadays. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into 
payday, my favorite day of the week with my bookie. If you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites, considering putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real moneymaker. Hey, don't forget those underdogs, too. They have a ton of value. And the thing about you know NFL is underdoggers, underdoggers, <laughs> the underdogs are never really... Dogs on Sunday. Anything can happen. We just saw that happen this past weekend, but hey, you know, they lost me some money. But every team truly has a chance to win, and uh, you do too. That's how you're supposed to do it. Game spreads, championship, futures, prop bets. There's so many options there. It's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. That's right. You can sign up at MyBookie. And when you do, use our promo code, will you? It's overtime, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. To claim a deposit, match dollar for dollar all the way to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code overtime, O V E R T I M E, for you to claim your bonus when you make the deposit. Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports and more. Sign up today and begin your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Uh, again, still just a, a lot of, a lot of, man. <laughs> all i got a lot of man <laughs> there's a there's a lot of that but i mean uh, most games you can look back especially during a playoff series and just look at one pitch and be like oh man like if it's just that one play right there just that one situation then everything would be different you look at this game and you're like there's like seven situations where you look back and you're like man just this one thing if that would happen so yeah. makes it all that much harder um kate obviously bringing up kenley's comments after the game we have an article about that over on DodgerNation.com. Go check it out. Um, not the best. I'm not going to talk about it because it frustrates me and I don't like it. And uh, it, it uh, brings up things to me that I don't like about myself. So uh, go check that on DodgerNation.com. Um, or you can talk about it in the chat and uh, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. Don't mind that either. Oh, man. Get, get into the comments again. We got our buddy Kevin in the stream, Mr. Former co-host of the show. And he said, FRG is a lot of, man. And that's just a great comment. That's a that's. That's a bell comment right there, and now I scared the dog. Way to go, Kevin. I think uh, Kevin, Kevin had brought up the curse of the Dodgers, too, and just how it's just yeah. – it's there's no other way to put it. Like, yeah. They just seem like they have a curse on them. And I think, personally, it's the curse of the 88 team that was not supposed to win the World Series in the first place. <laughs> We're paying for it. I don't know how teams like the Cubs and, and, and you know Boston and all that survived hundreds of years of this, but I'm not down. I'm just throwing it out there right now. I'm not down. I do want to get to some of the positives from yesterday because – there were uh, a few things that we can look at yesterday that still bode, bode well for the series. One, the team did not quit. The batting did not quit at any point. Um, the two-out run production continued. I think now uh, so they're slashing over th- or 380 this series with two outs, uh, 720 slug. Like they, They've scored 15 two-out runs in this series, and... Um, uh, honestly, that's the only thing that's really been keeping them alive in a way, but uh, it's impressive to see the fight uh, continue. And a lot of that is on, on the back of uh, Mr. Corey, I'm a steal your girl Seeger, man. How good has Corey been this whole postseason and now into the World Series? It's funny that we talked about him last night. Somebody saying that, you know, he's been pretty quiet. He looks pretty cold. And it's just because he hadn't really got a chance to really do much because yeah. Tampa Bay was pick- pitching around him so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is he? Is he hitting like 800 in the World Series now, or something? Something ridiculous. 500. Um, He's hitting 500. OPS over 1500. That's a uh, well, yeah. We have his on base percentage too. 
on base 632 slugging 929 <laughs> i mean it's ridiculous like this is something that you expect that's a stat line you expect like um one game into the world series yeah. like oh yeah you had a really good first game of the world series or yeah you had one good world series game this is now we're on a game five now we're going into tonight and he's still doing what he's doing right now do not let what him and a couple of other guys on this team jt is one of those guys that is suddenly included in that conversation don't let what they're doing go to waste no one is going to remember the losers that performed really well no one's going to look back in history and be like remember in 2020 when Corey seager had a really good world series there's a reason why we don't talk about Jock Peterson's 2017 <laughs> World Series. Yeah. It was a phenomenal World Series. He did yeah. great. He probably should have won the MVP that, that during that. No one's going to talk about it. Why? Because we lost. What does it matter? There's nothing to talk about. And uh, another guy who's who's doing his best with the bat to help him out. I see uh, Jamie or Jaime Cheesebutt on uh, <laughs> great name on Periscope talking about uh, Turner turning it on. JT was not lying after game three. He said he had found something and, and he's been able to sleep easy that night because uh, he was finally feeling good at the plate. And that was the night where he took um, uh, Morton deep in his first at bat, got a screaming uh, double down the line in his second at bat. More positive there. Uh, not only is he t- now tearing the cover off the off the ball because him and Seager each had – a four-hit game last night, which is a record, will or some sort of record. Uh, third pair of teammates collect four hits as infielders in the World Series, and these records are getting a little too granular and a little too finite for me. But that's just me. But Dodgers all-time home run hitting postseason man, dude, with twelve, which is pretty cool. A lot more at bats than Duke Snyder, but uh, give uh, give the clap to to Mr. Justin Turner. Still pretty cool for a guy that was supposed to make the team as a bench player a long time ago. So keep that in mind. It's always a cool thing to look back on the arc of JT's career. It's always fun. Or realsies. All right, a few of the notes. You want to give people the fine notes of uh, tonight's ball game? Well, I mean, uh, I guess we kind of have to talk about it. I don't know. I don't think the roof really makes that much of a difference unless yeah. there's that crazy wind game, which we had to experience. And that one should the <laughs> – I still don't understand how the roof wasn't closed for that game considering they were like – whipping winds not just yeah. like a slight breeze going through the stadium um but the roof is closed tonight yeah. it is cold it is sprinkling it is uh rain in the forecast etc um at globe life field the dodgers are one and oh during the series with globe life field close obviously it's just been the one time during the postseason mm-hmm. three and one in 2020 altogether um including regular season because they played there i believe that series they played uh in texas was the roof closed the entire time uh from what i understand yes i think they they well, if it's what three games, so yeah, it was closed the whole time, um, right? Because they yeah. they won two and lost one there. Yeah, so I would assume. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. That was a stat, a, a number I saw, but allegedly, yeah, three and one. I don't know um, if in the uh, the division series uh, was it open the whole time or closed? I'm gonna imagine it was. It was open. Be. It was open the entire okay, time. They so. didn't open. They didn't close it until the uh, World Series game, and that was the big question. It's like, oh, all of a sudden you can close the roof now. Like, why didn't you close it last series? Um, funny thing enough, too, is that it's more fans uh, per game in the World Series than it was in the championship series. But yeah, still closed roof. Whatever. Uh, game one rematch. You get Kershaw going up against Tyler Glass now. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to look at this. Uh, number one, you look at it from the realistic Dodger standpoint, which is, again, the burden of a big game falls on the back and the shoulders of Clayton Kershaw, which, man, I don't know how many times we had to see this during a postseason, but it seems like whenever we need him in a big moment, we need somebody to step up in a big moment. It's always like, hey, Kershaw's up. 
<laughs> your turn. We screwed it up for you last night. You should be going into this carefree at a three to one lead, but sorry. Yeah. You're responsible for getting us ahead. Yeah, Kirsch, uh, once again, carrying the burden of uh, 32 years of, of losing or not championship Dodger baseball, carrying the burden of having to be the stopper after uh, an ugly loss. So he has been a guy that uh, historically throughout his career has been good as the angry win guy, I think. I don't know what the numbers are, but he he's uh he's won or pitched very well in a number of games where his team has uh has lost you know the the game before so a number of things do bode well on the Kershaw side um helping us keep the faith as uh Danny in the stream my buddy Danny says we got this let's keep the faith we uh, faith we believe last night hurt but you know what it's it we got the better team we're going to keep doing that we got the better guy on the mound we got the hall of famer on the mound against glass now but I'm a little uh, worried <laughs> about Glasnow tonight because he didn't do quite what he was hoping for in game one. Uh, you nope. think we see a, a a better, tallest pitcher in baseball right now in Glasnow tonight? Um, I think the advantage typically falls on hitters uh, during a series like this when you get to see a pitcher for the second time around. Typically it does. I think in Glasnow's case, he is one of those pissed-off pitchers uh, mm-hmm. who also has the pissed-off fastball that comes with it. So, again, I think his pitch mix does not match up well with the Dodgers for him personally. But with that in mind, I think he's going to not have nearly as bad of a game as he. You look back at his career; he's never. He's I think twice in his career he's given up six earned runs or more. It's not something that happens to him very often. Um, granted, it's a short career. Granted, he played for a really bad team in Pittsburgh, but it's not something that happens to him a lot. So to say that to expect that kind of results again, I think is unrealistic. But then you look at Clayton Kershaw and you're like, okay, what do we need out of him to get past Tyler Glass now to get to the bullpen that is – the Rays' bullpen is a little taxed. I mean, they used oh, some yeah. of their best arms yesterday. That's Again. not to say that they're not available tonight because you got a rest day tomorrow and then two more games and the season's over. So you got to imagine that they're going to go pedal to the metal with whoever they can and ride them. Um, but looking at it, what do you think you need out of Kershaw tonight to survive this game? And I mean – if you're able to get what you got out of him in game one, that would uh, that would really uh, that would make you feel a lot better in this. Uh, let's call it what it is. Now it's a three game series, so it's best of uh, best of three. First of two wins wins, and if you can get you can get that out of Kershaw, you get six innings, a run, maybe two. Uh, I think he's going to throw everything he has unless they really you know the Dodgers find a way to get a big lead early, and then he might save some bullets for a potential. You know, relief appearance uh, in, you know, you know how he likes to get those relief appearances in, in the postseason. So with the day off on Monday, you could see that. So it's going to it's going to really be based on uh, on how the Dodgers come out and score. But if you can get six or seven innings out of them tonight in a tight game, that goes a long way in, uh, in setting up the rest of uh, this now three game series. Absolutely. Um you start considering the bullpen game that's on the horizon for the Dodgers too. And that, that plays into it for sure, because you don't know what you're getting in game six. Um, when we get to that, I, I, I don't want to look that far ahead because I don't want to be stressed about that quite yet. Um, so we'll just kind of focus on this one a little bit. Yeah, but that, I do that, think that you're going to see a big difference from Glasnow tonight. Uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of a question for you there too. So if we do win tonight and, and uh, you know, let's knock on wood and apparently knock on mouse pad for that. Dodgers find a way to pull off a win tonight. Do you uh do you you know empty the tank and go 
uh, Bueller on short rest for game six and, and trying to end it? Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's that, that's the conversation right now is do you do you take that risk? Do you say, hey, Bueller, take the ball. You're going game six. Let's get this thing done. <laughs> or do you not? Do you want him to go game seven? Do you want to save him for that big moment? History would tell you that you go for it. You go balls to the wall and just do it. But, uh, man, that's a tough call considering you don't have a lot behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do go Bueller a day early, you can justify it by saying, hey, we got Tony and Dustin May behind him. Um, as well as literally every other arm that's available for that day because yeah. that will happen. Um, so uh, personally, I like Bueller going on short rest. I think he's just a dog. I think he's a, he's a fighter. He's a scrapper. He's going to want it. He's going to ask for it. I don't have any doubts about that. Um, but then you get into the question, too, well, if you lose tonight, what do you do if you lose tonight? Do you, you got to throw him then, throw too. Throw Bueller again? Like, Walker, is that, either way, do you throw Walker? Walker gets game six, in my opinion, because you can't go you can't go some weird hodgepodge of D-May and Gonsolin again against Blake Snell. The dude uh, won the Cy Young a couple years ago, and he proved that he was angry in game two, and, and he shoved. So... You need to match up right because definitely if you lose tonight, you can't you can't just be like, oh, whatever, it is what it is. You empty the tank there and you figure it out for a game seven uh, in in that or in that that scenario. But um, I yeah, I think either way it's going to be Hirsch tonight and then and then Bueller again on short rest. And uh, I think he's going to feel he's going to feel fine. I don't know how many pitches he threw on on, on his last start, which was when was that yesterday? Bueller or Kershaw? Uh, the other guy, Bueller. Was he like ninety oh, yeah, some no, odd? I think he got into the high nineties on it though. Yeah, so he he threw a number of pitches, but you know what, man, the dude's well rested. He did not throw all that many innings in an already shortened season. Uh, right. He likes to take his breaks in the off season. We know that because he never comes into spring training training ready to, to work. Really fighting myself from cussing today, guys. Good job. <laughs> um, no, it's got to be either way. Walker Bueller is your game six starter. Call it. I'm calling it here first. Somebody, somebody broke it. Uh, I also wanted to hold on to this comment because I see uh, Jessica over on, on Periscope. Says, my favorite player, Crenshaw. I love me some Clifton Crenshaw. He's a nice boy. Clifton Crenshaw. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mess him <laughs> up, Clifton. Uh, let's let's uh, find a couple more comments before we get into the lineup. Uh, ooh, LSD73 is going bold. Kershaw, no hitter. Hell yeah. Just why not? Yeah. I, I can't imagine him going the distance either way just in case because you're looking out in the series and him potentially throwing short rest. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to try to get him. No. I think they're probably going to try to keep him down around 85 pitches regardless of how things go. Yeah. Uh, Kiwi says, sick of this bleep. Let's lock it down over the next two games. That's right. Just stomp them out now. Don't you gave them uh, you gave them two games in this series in a way because game two, you set them up for success and then game three Four, you handed them so play like you're the best team that everybody thinks you are and you think you are and you say you are play like the best team or if not um patrick here on periscope says sandy koufax has let it be known yeah, he has two g- good innings in him for game six so if we can get koufax on the roster i mean uh, uh what 80 some odd year 80 like six year old sandy koufax on the bump might take him. We over. have Tommy John now, so we we can we can fix that for him. Jimmy John, hell yeah! <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the lineup. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers lineup on the screen, and one important thing that was ultimately proved to be a huge uh, the downfall of the Dodgers was 
is Cody Bellinger not being in center field yesterday. Cody's back in center. Do you feel good about this lineup with Barnsey also at catch? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think probably that's the biggest thing for me. I know there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but, um, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to, the timing of it kind of sucks just because Will Smith dropped that ball last night. And obviously there's a lot of things that happened in between to get us yeah. to that point. So I don't in any way pin that on Will Smith or anything like that. Um, as a catcher, I know when somebody's barreling down on you like that, he, he thinks that the guy's right on him. He's got to make a quick tag. He absolutely did the right thing there. He thought, I mean, if Randy doesn't trip, he's coming in hot and scoring probably, but he did trip. Didn't know that Tank changed things around a little bit. Um, I love Austin Barnes in there. I love how he handles everything behind the plate. Um, his bat is actually not that bad. Unfortunately, he is facing Tyler Glasnow again, which uh, we we both know if it's over 95, oh, excuse me, if it's over 94 miles an hour, Austin Barnes can't hit it, um, and that's been the case all year long. Um, so hopefully he can lay down a sacrifice spot that makes a difference or something against Glasnow. I do like that Cody's back in center. Thank God for that. We needed that. Um, yeah. yeah. If, I, if I'm going to have a click to pick today, dude, I think it's going to be Cody for me. Cody going uh, going dong or getting something done. So, yeah, guys, make sure you drop your your predictions. Who's going to go deep? Call your shot. Uh, we're going to do that before we end up uh, getting the hell out of here because we got a ball game to watch. I forgot. Uh, well, I went – I guess I essentially went eight hole yesterday because I went Kike, who got something done, and then I also took somebody else's Jock Peterson. So shout out Jocktober. Shout out me. I killed it with my, with my calls. Uh, I'm going to cheat. You know what? No, no, because I think instead, instead of cheating and going Seager, uh, something that we didn't talk about because we, we didn't want to dig too much into yesterday's game or that long into it, but Mookie Betts probably had the worst game he's ever had as a Dodger in, in game four. He did nothing exceptionally well. He made one good catch, but, um, you know, an 0 for 5, you know, leaving some runners out there, he's not going to be happy. Mookie Betts is not going to be happy. He's going to be hungry. And uh, Mookie's going to do some damage tonight. You you guys can brook it. Yeah, he, uh, he, it's funny that he didn't do really anything spectacular. Obviously made defensive plays like yeah. he always does, but for him to not do anything spectacular and that game to still be like that just tells you how far ahead that the Dodgers should be yeah. <laughs> during this. Uh, they, I mean, they should be crushing them, and they're just not doing it right now, so... Would be really nice to see a big game out of Mookie. I really like those games where Mookie and Cody just tear it up and we get those two MVPs doing their MVP thing. So oh, yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah, I mean we're getting we're getting definitely the the uh the Seeger half of it, uh pretty much game in, game out. But uh let's go ahead and look at the Rays lineup. The Rays lineup, uh the lefty lineup. So you got you got some righties at the top, a little bit of um a rearrangement that has thus far worked for Kevin Cash's Rays. What do you? How are you feeling about these guys going against Kirsch the second time? Yeah, that you know that makes me a little nervous. Um, Rosarena looked really bad against Kershaw, but it, yeah, seeing him the second time around and seeing him the second time around when he's much hotter and uh, looks like he's picking it up a lot makes me very nervous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't love it. I don't feel good about it. Um, obviously, Clayton Kershaw, generational pitcher, once in a lifetime talent, but not looking forward to this one. To be honest with you, I don't. I'm not looking forward to watching this one. I consider taking a nap for the first five innings. <laughs> no, but there's nothing worse than like waking up and you know seeing the team down 
eight nothing or something like that, you know, being like that, uh, that was that was my justification for being like, no, nah, I got to I got to stay in it the entire yeah. time because I'm going to roll over and it's going to be 16 to two raise in the third. And I'm like, oh, all right. It's like it's like staying awake for for the whole procedure or all of your dentist work or all of the tattoo. You got to stay there. You got you can't just show up in the fifth inning of a tattoo, guys. You could there's there's your words of wisdom from FRG here on this fine Sunday uh, afternoon. Getting into a few of the the called shots, we got Eric saying Justin Turner's going to hit another dinger in the first. Call that one from Eric on Facebook. Carlos agrees with me about uh, Mookie having a bounce back game. That's what we paid him for. Twelve more years of Mookie, so uh, you know that's good. Uh, Dan is taking to Cody along with you. Uh, he's going to go deep. <laughs> well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if he's calling Cody's going to go deep in the game because he says he can go deep with his girl again and hurt his back. But, uh, hey, you know what? Nobody listens Ooh. to this part of the show. Right. <laughs> Looks down hundreds of people in the, in the chat. Thanks for hanging out, guys, by the way. Uh, Shacks with a K. I'm assuming I'm saying that right. But if not, I don't care. I appreciate you hanging out. Says Mookie going to go on a tear. Alondra says Mookie goes deep, steals a couple of bases, four ribbies out of Mookie. Tina is going with Jock Pop tonight. John Jonathan is taking another Mookie. Uh, Chris Butera says Brett Phillips is my brother. Well, yeah, one, you tell him congrats. And two, you tell him that hurt. Thank you. He's not welcome in L.A. He's not welcome in but, L.A. But that was pretty cool <laughs> for him. Yeah. Oh, no man. And the final one, let's see, let's see. Uh, I want to get one more in here. Um, somebody says Brett Munson should just admit that he sucks. Apparently, Brett Munson is being rude in the chat. So we want you to know, Brett, you suck. Thank According you. to said comment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to end it right here with uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Denson over on Facebook says, Don't be scared. Kershaw is coming through tonight. Man, we need uh, some vintage Clayton Kershaw. We all need some vintage Kershaw. Uh, let's go Kershaw. They're, they don't have trash cans. They don't have whistles. They don't have cameras in this game. They can't. We are in a neutral site bubble, so there's no way there could be any foul play. This is your chance to redeem yourself in uh, another World Series game. Keep being uh, World Series good Kersh. And I think we're going to have fun. I think we're going to have a fun post game. but stick around after the game wherever you are watching this. You can find Doug McCain on our DN postgame show. So we're hoping it's a happy one. Last night, it was not. <laughs> it was not. And props to not. Doug for surviving. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. It's rough when you got to take a bunch <laughs> of comments that aren't directed at you, but are filled with a lot of hate and frustrations. <laughs> yeah, so anybody who's out there, you know, good Doug, Doug some love for that because he's been here after every game the same way we're here uh, before every game so it's been a busy postseason and hopefully we can get two more dubs out of it until then guys find every bit of Dodgers news that we feel like writing up on DodgersNation.com it's a website on the internet we are a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM all these spots are, I guess it's YouTube music now or something, I don't know, We're, just Google us you'll find us there um, subscribe to our YouTube channel YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV well said guys i am at brook me three this other guy's at real frd we're both on twitter and instagram we'll both be sad or happy on there tonight depending on how things go go check it out we're at dodgers nation on twitter at 
official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your comments. There was a bunch of you in the chat today. We understand you're sad, frustrated, angry, looking forward to tonight's game, whatever. Try to be positive. We appreciate you guys. Go Dodgers. Come right back here. Hang out with Doug after. Hey. Bye. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.